Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. Following the tragedy that took place in Nashville, where six people lost their lives, three of them being children, the Democrats decided that the person who committed that atrocious act was actually a victim, staged a protest where they stormed the Capitol in Nashville, and several lawmakers, Democrats, joined in. Well, the two Democrats that were expelled have been reinstated, and now we have video showing this Democrat attacking people in their cars. Now, I want to be completely clear. The, the best part of this video, in my opinion, is not this Democrat attacking motorists unprovoked. It's the person who pretends to get hit by the car and then rolls around on the ground because that's what these people are. They are liars. They are deceivers. They are violent. They are terrorists. And they're in government. I said it before, and I'll say it again. Back in 2018, I warned people with the street violence we had been seeing it would eventually reach the seats of government. And I had people constantly say to me, it will never happen, never happen. Not going to anti-fund the Proud Boys fighting in the streets is not going to lead to any kind of civil war. And I said, it's, it's just simple. What happens when these people inherit the seats of power? And that's right, inherit, because it's handed to them by Democrats. So this is where we are. I think people genuinely don't understand generational shift, right? I think about this all the time. You are a, a young teenager and you dream of one day working in music. So you pursue that dream. You go to school or you've been working at a, at a club or a venue. Let's say you work at a venue and then, uh, or, or a studio. You, come, you become an intern at a studio and you're, you're grabbing coffees. You're hanging out with the people who run the place. Eventually, they ask you to do more and more. You learn more and more. And by the time you're 20, you're actually working in the studio as an actual job with a salary. By the time you're 25, you're actually assisting in studio production. And by the time you're 35, you're now a manager. By the time you're 40, you're running the studio. You're widely connected. You've inherited that power simply by virtue of standing there. But that's how it works. It's, it's, it's really simple. No, don't get me wrong. Throughout the years, that hard work that you do pays off because if at any point you give up, as Andrew Tate says, the rocket going to the moon doesn't stop halfway and take a break. So it is hard work, but it's perseverance. What we see here with these Democrats, they're violent terrorists they attack people, but that shows they are more willing to do whatever it takes to rip power from its core and wield it against innocent people. Because it's not just this video about the Democrat attacking people. Let me see if I can uh, uh, pull up this one. Oh, I, I love this story. The other expelled lawmaker 
his transformation goes viral. That's right. Here he is. Here he is again. For those that are just listening, let me explain. In the first picture, some of you may have seen this already. He is a uh, normal looking dude wearing a suit. And he says, I want to bring together different voices. Seems like he's trying to channel his inner Obama. And then on the bottom, you can see where he is now. Where he talks like this. We got to change. I'm not kidding. He actually talks like that. I got a video of you. For some reason, he's adopted a fake persona because he's evil. They are narcissistic sociopaths. Now, there's different things that bring these people together. But I'm telling you right now, the core of what they seek is power and to wield it against you. So let's start with the story about the Democrats being violent terrorists. Before we get started, my friends, head over to TimCast.com. Click that join us button. Become a member by doing so and get access to our Discord server where you can hang out with like-minded individuals and check out our uncensored members-only shows Monday through Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern time, about 10, 10 p.m. Eastern time. And if you're a member for at least six months or you sign up at the $25 level, you can actually call into the show and talk to us and our guests. Let's read the story from the Post Millennial. Video shows reinstated Tennessee law, uh, I'm sorry, Tennessee State Rep Justin Jones stopping cars and assaulting drivers in summer of 2020. Oh boy, footage has unearthed of disgraced Tennessee State Representative Justin Jones stopping cars and assaulting drivers during summer protests outside the state capitol in 2020. Jones had claimed at the time the narrative was that he was violent was false. The footage proves otherwise. Look, at he tweeted this. They will try to push a false narrative portraying me as violent as a way to deflect from their own actions. They will suggest that I am out of order. That is their strategy. However, I'm hopeful for the chance to present our evidence in a transparent manner. Oh, well, there's a video of it. The dude and a group of other random psychopaths stop a bunch of vehicles. And when the vehicle slowly tries to turn to pull away, he hits them with a street cone. My favorite part is this person right here in the, in the neon gets bumped by, by this car and then just waves their arms in the air and falls on the ground, has rolling around. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I just can't with these people. Let's see if I play this video. Traffic cone incident. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. So uh, let me let me jump ahead. I want to show you the funniest part. So I don't want to make it seem like this dude was mercilessly beating someone with a cone. He's like prodding them with it because they're trying to drive. Yeah, that's called assault. That's called attacking people. Look, they're surrounding this guy's truck. He's probably like, yo, what are you doing? This is not a protest. Here's the best part. Wait, wait, wait for it. There it goes. Okay. The car is, this, this sedan is going like three miles an hour and it bumps the person who then pretends like, oh, oh no, I've fallen. I've been hit by a car. I can't get up. <laughs> Dude. Oh man. And now they're laying sprawled out with their arms in the air. These people are psychopathic narcissists. They are pulling that soccer injury. Oh, I've been hurt. You know, you want to know something horrifying? Can I say something truly horrifying? And I, 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 I'll just say trigger warning. Some people may not want to hear this stuff. So you've been warned. I have seen gruesome and graphic injury. I have seen horrifying injuries. I'm sure many of you have. Let's start with the lightest. I've been at skate parks and seen people split, splinter their legs. And do you know what they do right away? They try standing up. They don't flop on the ground and go... Now, I've seen people try to ollie a big gap on a skateboard, jump a big stair set or something, land, snap their leg, and then immediately stand up and then fall over. 
I've seen MMA fighters. There's one video where a guy kicks, their shins collide, and his leg splits. And then he goes back and tries to stand on it and falls over. It's crazy. And these people, this morbidly obese individual who got bumped goes, whoa, why do we play this game? You know, I got to be honest, everybody. Let me ask you all a question and you can answer in the comments. Legitimately ask you this question. Uh, First thing I'll say is I think we're headed towards despotism. I think we're headed towards some kind of authoritarian regime, and I'm not convinced it's the apocalypse. When you take a look, uh, let me explain, and, and I'll get your thoughts on this one. When you take a look at videos like this, what I fear are these people. These people don't believe in logic. They don't believe in justice. They believe in stealing power to destroy you and cause you pain and suffering. They will lie, cheat, and steal in any manner to get it. In the inverse, we seek someone such as a Cincinnatus or George Washington type who would take the reins of power begrudgingly, use it to cleanse the system, and then immediately give those power those powers up. That's why I believe that it will be inevitable that we will find ourselves in some kind of despotic or authoritarian regime. The question is, will it be good or will it be bad? Now, I know libertarians and those who believe in decentralized government are all screaming, of course it's bad, Tim, of course it's bad. So here's my question. If Donald Trump were to get elected in 2024 and he said, the first thing I will be doing is enacting Schedule F. We're going to fire every single one of these bureaucrats and make America great again. Well, obviously, I'm for that. And a lot of people are for that. But the left would call that despotic. Now, hold on. I know you may be saying, Tim, firing people isn't authoritarian. They should be fired. In fact, that's weakening government. Okay, which brings me to the main point. What if Donald Trump gets in? and immediately instructs his AG to begin the mass arresting of politicians like this. Taking this video and saying, federal crime, send in the, the, the U.S. federal uh, attorneys to indict and charge him for these things. This, the, 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 the attack on a state capital. What if Trump just said, we will arrest all of them? What if Donald Trump went to Congress And every single member of Congress who was engaged in insider trading, he just said, you're being arrested and arrests like 276 members of Congress. History books would not be too kind. They'd say, oh, no, he's purging government. But what do you think? Is it a bad thing? And that's the interesting and scary point. The problem is we don't trust that someone who's given such power would ever relinquish it. And therein lies the bigger challenge. There, there seems to be no decentralized path into getting rid of the corruption. There needs to be law enforcement action. And so I think of it this way. It's like, a, 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 let's call it a congressectomy or a, or a bureaucrectomy, bureaucrectomy. I don't know how, how you'd, call, what you'd say that. We need to excise the corruption. But the corruption has grown so great any actions to do so will be seen like authoritarian, uh, a coup, a takeover. So what do you do? If the corruption is metastasized to the point where it takes two thirds of government or more, and then someone like Trump comes in and starts firing and removing. 
Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds, and stores for 15 years. You'll also also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's arkseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. arcseedkits.com. Moving all of these people, it'll look like a purge of U.S. government. However, is it a bad thing? You know, I don't, I'm not going to pretend to have the, the absolute knowledge to determine whether or not this would result in a positive or a negative for this country in the long run. Trump gets in power and does these things. Maybe the power is never relinquished. And then we end up with the American empire for the next 200 years. I don't know. What I can certainly tell you is that in the short term, if Donald Trump were to get elected and then start arresting a lot of these people, a lot of these people in government insider trading, I think it'd be a good thing. Absolutely. It would benefit this country. It would purge and cleanse, removing the corruption. This is what we're looking at right now. And this is where you can see the degree of corruption is going. These terrorists and far left extremists who attack people in the streets are now sitting in seats of government. And I warned this would happen. And now it's happening. I want to show you this story. You can take a look at the degree of corruption we are seeing. The absolute corruption of the system. You can see in this video, let me see if they have the, I wonder if they have the video of the juxtaposition of, of his fake character, his persona. This is the evil you must be warned of. The charismatic character who creates a fake persona. Now I'll tell you this, you may not like Donald Trump, that's fine. A lot of people don't like him. But his character certainly ain't fake. That's it. Donald Trump is who he is. Let me see if this video, if they, if they have this video on, uh, on the New York Post. Let me see. Uh, all right, we'll put, put, put the audio on and uh, I will grab my headphones and then uh, you can hear for yourself. Here we go. Let's uh, let's play this one. Jay Pearson and I'm running for president of BSG. There are a few reasons that we're running this campaign this year. One has to do with representation. How can we represent all voices in a conversation? I want to do this by partnering with organizations from the Boone Democrats to the Boone Republicans. I want to bring together different voices, dissenting voices, voices that may be more liberal or more conservative. So in other words, he's playing this, uh, you know, I'm a moderate centrist. That we can reach a point of sort of the radical middle where conversation and dialogue happens and growth happens. Right now, we have tensions on our campus that can only be resolved by understanding one another. And creating those forums and those spaces will be a part of the legacy I hope to lead as the BSU president. There's a couple of ways to look at this. He's either always been a deeply evil individual, and this was his act, putting on the Obama-style moderate, we can bring people together. We will change this world for the better. United, we will stand strong. Maybe it didn't work. Or maybe he was radicalized. I don't know, because you're not going to believe this. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
country. Yeah. It's this movement yeah. in this moment in time yeah. that's going to change the country. Yeah. And I'm so glad. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. Yes, I'm glad. Anyway, I think you get the point. The dude's accent is fake. His style of speaking is fake. Everything he is doing is an act, an effort to generate support because he wanted power the whole time. You can't trust these politicians, man. You just can't. I don't trust anyone who wants to be in office. And that's why it's like you get someone like Ron Paul and I'm like, wow, they do exist. The unicorns of government who go in, say, screw off. No, we're not doing it. No, 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 no. Dr. No, they called him. That was amazing. Ron Paul's a legend. You know, I thought we had something like that in Bernie Sanders, but boy, was I wrong. Ron Paul to this day, 87 years old, still advocates for the exact same things. And uh, I should say mostly for the same things. Obviously, the dude's views evolve with, with, with understanding the news around him and things like that. But for the most part, he's saying sound currency, no wars, no to big government, all that stuff. You take a look at these people. This guy is as plastic and as evil as evil can be. Much like Dylan Mulvaney over there on the right. You know, we'll get into that later, I suppose. But this is the current state of American politics. And I warned that this would happen. Because there's money to be made. There's power to be, to be gained from doing these things. And these people are the next generation who will rise up and be active in politics. Not to mention, let's be real, Barack Obama and his support for like Bill Ayers and all that stuff. It's been in the pipeline and should be plainly obvious to anyone. New Yorkers flee over taxes, housing prices. The city city literally spits us out. I'm going to do a longer segment on this later, but here's the point that I want to make. I think I think things are good. Right? I know things are bad. I know there's an escalation, but I got to be honest. I think we're heading in a, in a in a good direction in the end. Now, don't get me wrong. Bad things are yet to come. Psychopaths are taking the seats of power, but we're we're aware of it, right? The issue is that as more and more of this absurdity expands, the more we begin paying attention. And last night we had Jesse Kelly on the show, and he said that for the first time, his neighbors who don't care about anything were in the culture war. Why? Budweiser. So I'll, I don't want to get into the, all, all the Budweiser stuff all over again. But I just want to say this. They can only push too far before they snap people to attention. With the destruction that's happening in our cities, people being forced to flee, crime skyrocketing, police being defunded, homeless camps everywhere, the economy in ruins, it is inevitable that they destroy themselves. I think about Ebola, you know, Ebola, you know, the Ebola virus like liquefies your insides or something like that. I don't know. Crazy. Scary. I remember when there was an Ebola outbreak in, uh, in Africa. I can't remember which country it was. And there was fear that Ebola would spread to the United States and then everyone would get it. And we'd be like, oh no, a major pandemic with like an 80% mortality rate. Now, surprise, surprise, that doesn't happen. Why? For the same reason, there's no zombie apocalypse, much to the chagrin of those who deeply wish there was. Transmission of viruses, such as like a zombie plague, is extremely difficult. Like transferring 
transferring a, a, a zombie virus through biting is the worst way to transmit a virus. Seriously, the scary thing is like aerosolized virus, right? And so what happens with something like Ebola or in the more fictional sense, the uh, zombie virus, the rage virus, is that the extreme degree to which a person is affected results in a rapid response from other people. If someone starts vomiting up blood, everyone's going to stay away from that person. This inhibits the virus's ability to transmit itself. The best viruses are the ones that move slowly and have limited symptoms because someone will get sick, not really feel all that bad, and then go around giving other people the virus. What I mean to say is this, as the far left expands in its quest for power, they create such damage to the entire system that it makes people angrier and angrier to the point where now people like Bill Maher are finally coming out and being like, yo, something's going wrong here. When you see a video of a Democrat attacking motorists, it's like, okay, dude, look, it's possible that we have an illness and we have let it metastasize to a degree where the system will come crashing down. But I do not believe that's possible. What I think is more likely to happen is that we do have an illness. It has gotten to the point where the fever will begin soon. I don't know in what form that will manifest, but regular people are going to see stuff like this and they're going to get angry. And then you're going to see a more serious response. I think you're going to see people saying no to this. And we've already got in the past in the past week or so, two Democrats, at the state level switching to becoming Republicans, one in North Carolina and one in Louisiana, saying outright like, I don't want to be involved in whatever this is. But they, but they're doing it for one reason. The terrorist psychopaths who are taking power are scaring people. And those people are saying, I don't want this. I just want to put my kid in school. Now, I'll tell you what, boy, did they make a big mistake going after beer. That snapped people to attention. I'll tell you what, that's why I'm so excited about the Anheuser-Busch thing. And there's more news a coming on the Anheuser-Busch front, which uh, we'll have uh, coming up soon. And we'll have to uh, talk to, to, uh, to our good friend Joe Rogan about his cracking a Bud Light for what purpose. No, the times they are a changing. Regular, regular people are being forced into the fray when you see this kind of stuff. And it comes in two forms, two forms we're seeing right now before us. The violent, psychotic, terrorist extremist who would attack a motorist getting elected and the guy pretending to be some kind of preacher. I love this. Look at this one. Look at look at his wearing. It's just it's so insane. This is what a narcissistic sociopath looks like. This is what the face of evil looks like. Demonic. Now, I don't see demonic in the literal sense, like many of you may, when you're referring to quite literal demons. I'm saying it's demonic in the figurative sense. It is the grin of evil saying, give me power. <laughs> yeah, these people are dangerous psychopaths. But you know what the problem is? There's that old quote that says, um, I can't, I'll paraphrase it. You know, one of the challenges we face is that the ignorant are so full of confidence and, uh, and, and the capable and apt are so full of doubt. You probably know the real, the, the full quote, but the general idea is those who know or are, are those who are capable, they doubt themselves. That's why they are capable, because they seek to improve. And those who are ignorant think they're the best, and thus they have the confidence. What I see here is a similar aspect in politics. You could probably name on, uh, uh, you could probably name a handful of people who probably should be in office, should be running for government, but refuse to do it and don't want to do it. Instead, what will happen is so long as those people say, I will not lead, I will not be in government, 
you will get deranged narcissistic sociopaths like this individual who feign this persona to seize power. And that's the unfortunate reality. Because there's only like five people in government who should actually be there. I suppose we'll see how things turn out in the long run. But for the time being, I think we're actually going to recover from this because this kind of evil cannot persist. But again, we'll see. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Hollywood is under siege, covertly compromised by a global adversary. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream to the world is now making nightmares a reality. The American way of life is being censored by the Chinese Communist Party. Some films have scenes completely altered. Other films have lost their funding or been canceled altogether. Some actors have been banned from China for supporting human rights. Hollywood Takeover is a documentary brought to you by the Epoch Times, revealing how the CCP has infiltrated major movie studios. Join Chris Fenton, a former Hollywood executive, and Tiffany Meyer, an investigative news reporter, through their journey in exposing how the film industry gradually lost its integrity on its path to profits. Don't miss the most important documentary ever made about Hollywood. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free on HollywoodTakeover.com slash Tim. That's HollywoodTakeover.com slash T-I-M. So uh, I'm just going to come out and say it. I think we're winning this one. The Anheuser-Busch fiasco is only getting worse. And as of right now, I believe, what is their market cap drop off? We'll throw it over to DC Drano, who says as of 412, their loss is 6.65 billion in company value. The bleeding hasn't stopped. On the contrary, it's only getting worse. And boy, my friends, do we have some updates. Because let me just throw it to our good friends over at CNN who produced this masterpiece. Bud Light's inclusive ad campaigns are good for business, experts say. Experts, huh? Oh, boy. Oh, wow. You know, when I saw this, after looking at their market cap drop off of $6.65 billion, which is like 4 or 5%, that's, that's significant for people who are holding that stock. When I saw all that, and then I saw CNN rush in and say, actually, it's a good thing. Wow. And here's where I want to start, actually. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan defended Bud Light. Uh, he called it goofy and silly to boycott. And I think it's because Joe does not know why people are upset what the pushback is about. He's th he thinks it's about inclusivity. That's not what people are. Well, you could argue if it's the cult mentality, people don't like the cult stuff. But the issue isn't that a group of people are simply going to enjoy a beer. The issue is the targeting of children. That's the important point here. So Joe Rogan goes on his show, cracks open a beer, says the whole thing is silly. And so we'll, we'll, we'll start here. And I want to mention one thing before we do get started. It's called over-target. As I've mentioned in many of these videos, whenever I talk about this, an important context that I must reiterate for those who may not have seen my other videos, who do not understand what's going on with the Bud Light controversy. I have made a ton of videos. I've been very critical of the left on a lot of different issues. Namely, in many of these videos, I point out that the sterilization of their children and the abortion of their children will result in the end of their genetic line and the, well, the, the ceasing of their ideology. Hence why they want to target your kids in schools. I have put out numerous tweets saying things like spay and neuter your children to prevent overpopulation. Not once has anything I've ever said related to that resulted in a hit piece against me. 
as far as I know, maybe on the smaller side, but I'm talking about the big outlets. When I say things like abort your kids and you will cease to exist and the future will be conservative, they say nothing. I say sterilize your children and yourself. They say nothing. But I talk about one little old beer boycott. And boy, do they go insane. Tim Pool, stupid boycott, blah, blah, blah. And then CNN chimes in and says, everything's A-OK. There's two things I see here. One, people are probably losing a lot of money. $6.65 billion lost in market cap probably sends alarm bells to a lot of people in finance. There's also rumors about put options being put in place. And that means people are starting to bet against Anheuser-Busch's stock. I don't know if that's true. I don't know how long this can persist, but I will absolutely enjoy going after Anheuser-Busch and making sure we persist in our conversation around why you should not buy Bud Light. Here's, here's a simple version. And then we'll talk about Joe Rogan. There's also another controversy, I guess. Um, Nike also sponsored Dylan Mulvaney, and now there's the Burn Bra Challenge. And Nike stock's doing well. And I'll tell you what this is all about. You go after a man's beer, and you're gonna get some controversy. Jesse Kelly on Timcast IRL last night said that for the first time, his normie neighbors who don't pay attention to anything came over and said, what's going on with Bud Light? I feel, I feel bad buying it. Wow. All of a sudden, regular people who don't care about politics are talking politics. They made a mistake going for beer, especially the number one beer. So let's make a few things clear. The VP of marketing said they did this change. They sponsored Dylan Mulvaney because they need to change their dying brand. But it's not dying. It's the top selling beer. In fact, just this month, they saw a bump in stock. Let me show you this. Anheuser-Busch stock over the past week is down 4.46%. Now, as of this morning, they're up 1%. We'll see how that goes through the rest of the day. Many people are pointing out that the Federal Reserve's injection of uh, the Fed's injection of money into the system has resulted in basically every stock going up. But for all we know, based on the current trend, it should continue to de decrease. But maybe it won't. Maybe it won't. Here's what matters. Before the controversy, oh boy, was it so good. It was so good. At the end of March, they were jumping up. They were at a point this month where Anheuser-Busch was at 10%. Understand what that means, 10%. That means if you have 100 grand in the bank and you invested in Anheuser-Busch InBev, this month alone, you made $10,000. Whoa. Now it's only 6.56%. Oh, geez. And worse still, in the last five days, 4.46% down. So yeah, it's having an impact. And that's why CNN is rushing, rushing. Let me tell you why this is so important. As I've stated before, and I'll say to anybody who's new to what's going on here, the easiest culture war battle we have ever faced and the most significant regular people want to know what's going on with their beer. And the only thing you have to do to win this culture war battle is buy a different beer. Isn't that easy? You go to the grocery store, you say, Bud Light, meh, I'll get something else. Now, I'm not saying Miller Coors is the best alternative because some people don't like their pride campaign stuff. I don't care about that. I literally do not care if somebody wants to market to the LGBTQ community. These are people who drink beer as well, by all means. But Dylan Mulvaney is not that. Dylan Mulvaney's audience are children. 
They're promoting alcohol to children, and they are promoting this narcissistic algorithmic derangement to children. That, for me, is the issue. So Joe Rogan is wrong. And let's read what he said on his show, and I'll break down for anybody who doesn't quite understand. Excuse me. Newsweek writes, Joe Rogan and his guest drank Bud Light and called the controversy surrounding the brand Goofy on his recent podcast episode. Some people are boycotting the beer's parent company, Anheuser-Busch, after a personalized can of Bud Light was sent to trans influencer Dylan Mulvaney. The ad partnership led to furious backlash with people destroying cans of Bud Light, including Kid Rock full stop. It wasn't just that. It's that Dylan Mulvaney was sponsored by Bud Light with Bud Light cans as a brand ambassador. Why are you having someone market beer to children? That's my first question, but let's continue. Rogan, known for offering controversial opinions on his podcast and speaking his mind, seemingly quelled the drama surrounding Bud Light by dismissing the issue. On Wednesday's episode of Joe Rogan Experience, Rogan and his guest comedian Sam Talent opened up a can of Bud Light each and joked about being allies as they proposed a toast. Here's my take. What they're doing is just spreading the brand to an extra group of people. Why, if something is good, do you give an F who's got it? Rogan then asked if people would react the same way if Antifa got into cheesecake. Would people boycott the Cheesecake Factory? Well, let's talk about this. Joe Rogan's wrong. That's fine. He's wrong about a lot of things. So am I. The issue here is the first issue on the surface. I wonder if Joe Rogan going to Spotify has insulated himself from the reaction of his audience. For me, I noticed this when I saw a major spike in viewership around these videos. I am not hiding that fact. I am, in fact, making that point. I'm sure many leftists will say, Tim's only talking about this because he's getting views. What I saw was interest. People cared about the issue, and that matters. There are a lot of issues I beg people to pay attention to. They don't. And I say, if we focus on this, we can maybe win a culture war battle. But for once, we saw tremendous response. People said, okay, I'm finally listening. And I said, wow, okay, guys, here's what we do. Don't buy any beer from Anheuser-Busch. It's an opportunity to actually get a corporation to apologize and shift the narrative at least a little bit. Many of these corporations are all about ESG. And if we can force an apology, we can crack that shell. That's why this matters. Now, as to why there's actually controversy, Dylan Mulvaney's primary audience is millions of teenagers. Dylan Mulvaney, I do not believe is trans. Dylan Mulvaney is a narcissistic sociopath, one of the most dangerous people to be placed in front of a camera who only just so desperately wants you to look at their face. Now, of course, people have said, don't talk about Dylan Mulvaney, Tim. You're only making them more popular. And I I don't care about any of that. That doesn't mean anything to me. They say, don't address a controversy because you might make someone more famous. I don't care. I'm not here to not make someone famous or make someone famous. I'm here to talk about principal issues and what we can do to change the system. Dill Mulvaney's already got 11 million followers. I don't think my videos matter all that much. Now, here's the issue. Joe Rogan does not understand the sentiment people have pertaining to Bud Light, why they're upset about it. They don't want these things promoted to children. They don't want the, the trans issues. They don't want the, the alcohol issues. But more importantly, Dylan Mulvaney represents sociopathy, the worst malignant kind. So if you have someone who is an adult trans person promoting beer, most people don't care, which is why you have not seen this controversy. But if you're talking about the expansion of stuff that results in children harming themselves, despite the fact that in Europe they've ended this stuff, now people are getting upset. So Joe Rogan says, if you're trying to spread a brand to an extra group of people, 
Why do you give an F who's got it? Because we don't want beer spread to children. I mean, first of all, I don't like drinking beer, okay? I think beer is bad for you. You probably shouldn't drink it. So that's just my view. But I understand people love beer. Beer is like a human thing. Beer brings people together. I totally respect it. By all means, have a beer. Just don't drive. We're not talking about an extra group of people, Joe. We're talking about kids. We're talking about 15-year-olds. We do not need someone promoting drinking booze to 15-year-olds. We just don't need that. Simply put, it's weird that I have to say that. I think the drinking age should be 18. Don't get me wrong. There are these stories about teenagers in college who get alcohol poisoning and then die. Because the other, the other young people are like, they're adults, by the way. Young adults are like, if we bring this, this, our friend to the hospital, we're going to get in trouble. Underage drinking, it's not allowed. The drinking age should be 18. You should be allowed to drink if you're an adult. But you shouldn't be. I mean, it, it's, my, it's mind blowing to me that they, they hired a person to market booze to children. I mean, how is that? What is this? Here we go. Rogan then says, on the other hand, I love Kid Rock's videos. I love the kind of thinking. Not that I even agree with it. I like wild people. I like a dude who takes a machine gun to stacks of Bud Lights. It's like F and Anheuser-Busch. But I mean, where is he going to go now? You're going to go to Coors Light? Don't they support LGBTQ? You see this? Look, man, I just, I just Joe doesn't understand this. That's what I think. You know, I texted him and I was like, it's just about kids. It is about not promoting these things to children. Dylan Mulvaney is also deeply offensive to women as adults. And so one of the issues surrounding this, I mean, look, you got to put I got to put it this way. Just if Joe, if you end up seeing this, all right, imagine if Anheuser-Busch sponsored Alex Jones and gave him a customized Alex Jones can. Now, I understand you or I might like Alex Jones. We think he's a funny guy. We think he's smart. We think he's sometimes wrong. But you do understand that people would be angry about it, right? So listen, Dylan Mulvaney isn't just targeting children with drinking booze and and being a sociopath. Dylan Mulvaney is also a highly divisive figure that is deeply offensive to many trans people and many women. It, the, the, the issue is just profound. Do not sponsor someone who is so reviled. It's funny because, <clears throat> you know, they act like, well, but Dylan Mulvaney's got 11 million followers. Sure. Sacrifice 100 million customers for one person with 11 million followers who probably only reaches around a million people who could even buy your beer. Unless the goal is to get underage drinking. You're cruising down the highway, windows rolled down, tunes blasting from the radio. You're in the zone and living the dream. Suddenly, your car sputters, coughs, and throws a wrench in your whole day. Tow trucks, repair bills, the dream turns into a nightmare. Don't wait until car trouble steals your peace of mind. Visit CarShield now at carshield.com carlson. For nearly 20 years, CarShield has helped millions of drivers avoid the stress of major repairs. They offer plans covering up to 5,000 parts and systems, from your engine and transmission to electronics and more, all for a low monthly rate that fits your budget. CarShield plans also include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, and rental options. Get peace of mind now. Visit CarShield online at carshield.com carlson. Join millions of customers and contact CarShield now to save 20%. Visit carshield.com slash Carlson. That's carshield.com slash Carlson. Visit now. The thing is about this Dylan Mulvaney thing is like, it's just someone who wants a lot of attention. Rogan continued. You're giving that someone a lot of attention and you're trying to reach another audience. I saw it. 
And I was like, what the F is this? My initial reaction is like, this is silly. I think it's goofy because I think that person is goofy. But if you want to hire a goofy person, like who gives an ish? Okay, there's a bunch of factors here. An opportunity to get regular people to understand what's going on with social media. The finally people pushing back against social media algorithmic manipulation and the crisis being generated by these platforms promoting what is effectively Elsagate incarnate. This is a major culture war battle. And I think we absolutely do need to stand up now. We have some new details yesterday that came from the Daily Wire that I think matter. Oh, uh, new details emerge over a mistake that led to Bud Light's paid marketing engagement with trans influencer. You see, apparently senior management didn't even know it was happening. Apparently, here's what's happened. Dylan Mulvaney was sent a promo pack. A lot of people get sent these things. They probably just wanted Dylan Mulvaney to drink the beer. But Dylan Mulvaney is a malignant, narcissistic sociopath. And so apparently the story is a bunch of influencers get sent this little box with commemorative cans. Bud Light was not intending to put Dylan Mulvaney on a billboard, but Dylan Mulvaney is. Dylan Mulvaney is such a deranged psychopath that they made themselves the prominent face of Bud Light. And Bud Light did not think that was going to happen. You reap what you sow, Bud Light. So Daily Wire goes on to explain the start of the controversy. Excuse me. They say, blah, 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 blah. The Daily Wire spoke with two sources close to the situation who also claimed the decision to have Mulvaney be part of advertising campaign was not approved. Not one at a a senior level was aware this was happening, said one source who was granted anonymity. Some low-level marketing staffer who helps manage the hundreds of influencer engagements they do must have thought it was no big deal. Obviously, it was. And it's a shame because they have a well-earned reputation for just being America's beer, not a political company. It was a mistake. A second source claimed that a lower-level employee had made the decision to include Mulvaney in the campaign, a move that appears to have cost the company $5 billion, now $6.65 billion in market value. The backlash to the iconic American beer brand was so intense that Budweiser distributor in Missouri canceled an event with the company's famous Clydesdale horses because everything was still sensitive. Now, here's what I think here. I think they may be lying. They don't want to issue an apology. Well, do not buy Anheuser-Busch until they do. Here's what I think. I think they're reeling from this. I think they made a bad choice. I think people are deeply offended by this. Anheuser-Busch's vice president of communications locked her Twitter account in recent days. So what do they do? PR 101, ignore the problem. But uh uh-oh, that's not working. So let's move on to PR 102. A couple of uh, anonymous individuals working with the company will try to say it was a mistake. Feign uh, ignorance. We had no idea this was going to happen. Oh, jeez. It's not enough. Apologize. I'll tell you this. I don't drink beer. But if Anheuser-Busch apologizes and says we did not intend to sponsor someone so divisive as Dylan Mulvaney, if they come out publicly as a corporation and say, we understand the hurt we've caused to all of you and we apologize, Dylan Mulvaney should not receive any kind of funding or support from us. If they do that, the first thing I will do is I will buy out an entire liquor store supply of Anheuser-Busch. I will then make a video of all of us sitting around cracking beers and being like, you know what? We've decided to become drinkers. We're not big on alcohol, but now we're going to be. 
because I want to stress that if this company does the right thing and apologizes to all of us that they've offended, that we will then return as customers and say, thank you all so much. The path to success comes in apologizing. I got this tweet from Jenk Uger that I want to point out. Um, I don't have it pulled up right now. I was going to talk about it later. But he mentions that the right will welcome anyone who agrees with even 5% of their platform, whereas the left will shun anyone who disagrees with as little as 0.5. The point is, he was saying, you could come out and be like, uh, you could say you're a leftist, you're pro-universal health care, you hate Donald Trump, you uh, 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 all of these things. You're for the war in Ukraine. But actually, you think that Joe Biden is super corrupt and Hunter Biden is a criminal and the right will be like, dude, really do appreciate it. Why don't you come hang out, hang out and have a conversation? If you're on the left and you say, I agree with you on all these things, but I do think Hunter Biden's a crook, they will kick you out. This is my point. I want to be known, Bud Light, that you are about to face the most amazing opportunity of your storied American brand career. And that is by coming out and apologizing, not only will you recover for this from this, you will earn many new customers. It's a great opportunity. In fact, I would argue this. A tremendous opportunity for any brand would be to come out in support of someone as divisive and off-putting as Dylan Mulvaney, and then a week later go, whoa, we had no idea. I apologize. You know why? Because then we're going to buy your product. Then you will win us over. One thing I think people need to consider, I don't know if I have the story pulled up, is that uh, maybe, maybe I have it over here, actually. Is this it? Yep, here we go. Stonewall Inn bans Anheuser-Busch beer for Pride Weekend to protest anti-LGBTQ donations. Let's go back to 2021. Anheuser-Busch was targeted by LGBTQ groups. Hmm. A couple years later, Anheuser-Busch was still the top-selling beer. Their stock jumped 10% in one month, and everything was going great. You see, Anheuser-Busch ignored this, and they did fine. But I want to make sure this is clear, too, as we as we begin to wrap this up so that everybody can understand, especially individuals like Joe Rogan. The issue here is this. It's not about someone being gay, LGBT or trans. Dylan Mulvaney is evil. And uh, let me explain. I don't I don't say that in any kind of religious context. I say Dylan Mulvaney is the banality of evil. You look at the videos of Dylan desperately trying to be famous, and you see this person's only intent is to do whatever it takes to be famous. TikTok has an algorithm. It promotes certain content. Dylan Mulvaney tried to be famous by doing animal content, by doing uh, nature content, and none of it worked. As soon as Dylan Mulvaney jumped on the trans bandwagon, all of a sudden they were getting millions of views. Interesting. Dylan doesn't care about any of this stuff. Dylan wants power. It is narcissistic sociopathy. This should not be supported by any corporation or any of us. Joe is not that guy. Joe's a genuine dude who believes what he believes and is talented and funny. That works for him. Dylan Mulvaney is a vapid narcissist with no talent. And the funny thing is there are people who have, who have said stuff like, I can't remember who it was, it came on the show, and they were like, oh, Dylan Mulvaney's got some talent there. And I'm like, no, no, Dylan Mulvaney doesn't. That's why Dylan Mulvaney could not get famous until they targeted the algorithm in the most perfect way. That's the reality of it. I don't care if trans people drink beer. I don't care if trans people exist. I wish them all the best. I want them happiness. I want them peace, love, and freedom. 
and uh, that no beef. I don't care. I don't care if Bud Light came out and went to uh, any trans person and said, you know, here's a uh, here's a beer. You're sponsored. The issue for me is that Dylan Mulvaney is a narcissist, sociopath, algorithmically manipulating fraud who targets children with a corrupt ideology and now with alcohol. And I just don't like it. I don't want that stuff in front of kids. Now, many other people may think it's about, you know, politics and LGBTQ stuff. The other simple way to put it is it's the culture war. Bud Light said, we hereby announce we are entering the fray in the culture war and we're against you. That's really the simplest way to put it. We oppose you. That's what they said. They said, you are our enemy. And you know what? Many liber liberals and leftists actually stated that too. In a viral video, a woman says, it's not so much that you're boycotting them, but they are disregarding you as a customer. That's the point. They spat in the face of their customers. That's the simplest way to put it. But I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. on this channel. And uh, thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. In my earlier segment, I talked about Joe Rogan defending Budweiser, Bud Light, and Anheuser-Busch. And I think this video shines a light on another issue related, why people are upset about what's going on. And the fact is that people are upset about what's going on. But more specifically, Canadian high school students reject drag queen event at high school. They actually protested. Now, don't get me wrong. You give a high school student an excuse to protest, they're probably going to do it. But this is the strategy. I think South Park did an episode about it where they say like, oh, we're all going to go protest the war or something. And they're like, so we get to leave school? Okay. And they all, leave. They, they all leave. The left understands this. They go to high schools and they say, hey, everybody, don't you hate climate change? It's time to protest. And the high school kids are like, so I can leave class if I claim it's for this reason. And then they do. Then the media comes out and says, high school kids are furious about climate change. In this instance, however, it actually looks like the sentiment from these students is to reject what's being forced upon them. We have this tweet from True North. Despite what radical LGBTQ activists and the legacy media claim, many Canadians are very uncomfortable with drag queens dancing in front of students. This was clear today in Toronto as students protested a drag queen event. Not only that, but let me pull this up. Billboard Chris re, uh, reposting this video from Harrison Faulkner. 1.9 million views shows a trans activist having his flag taken from him, ripped away by someone who runs off. Everyone starts cheering and screaming in support of the person who did this. Now, look. I think it's wrong. If somebody has a flag and they want to stand up and they want to yell about it, they're allowed to do it. Let them do it and then yell back. I don't think it's ever appropriate to steal someone's property, but this person did and they're cheering for it. And that matters. Again, I'll stress this. You know, there are people who go out and protest and love American flags and the far left will attack them. They'll take the flag from them. They'll destroy it. That's wrong. You can't do that. If somebody owns the flag and they want to destroy it in whatever way and it's safe, fine. I will say lighting a fire in the middle of a street is probably not safe. So I'm not surprised police come in to stop that. The left then says, but it's free speech. It's free speech. I'm like, yeah, dude, but starting fires in the middle of the road is not free speech. Okay, calm down. Once you get a permit, it's controlled and safe and all that stuff. So not a fan of the stealing of the flag, but it's important to see that high school students are saying outright no to this. Billboard Chris tweets, kids are rebelling against transgender insanity. 
In this tweet from Mia, Cry Mia River on Twitter, my eldest tells me the same. In the past year, any mention of pronouns or gender identities triggers open scorn and ridicule. The tide is turning. Society will soon be released from the grips of this deranged body mutilation cult, but so many will sadly bear the scars forever. In Europe, they have abandoned this kind of treatment and much of this ideology. They now opt for mental therapy, not body modification surgery. And it is kind of crazy crazy to me that that was ever an option. I suppose, though, if you've got someone who's got an eating disorder and they're morbidly obese, we do we do something similar, but not not necessarily like I'm also not a big fan of giving people like um, what's that thing where they 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 uh, tie a, a band around your stomach. What is that called? I can't remember what it's called. Uh, so you can't eat as much or they give you or people get liposuction. I'm like, we've got mental and cultural problems in this country that I don't think should be solved by surgeries. If somebody's got a brain issue, they need brain help. And here's the interesting thing. I'll put it this way. It's a software problem that they're trying to solve with a hardware change, if that makes it easier to understand. Somebody whose software makes them eat exorbitant amounts of unhealthy food resulting in morbid obesity cannot be solved by simply uh, cutting out their fat or, or, or liposuction or, or whatever else. Um, was it gastric bypass? Is that what it's called? Gastric bypass? Is that what it is? Gastric bypass? I could be wrong. I don't know. They tie something around your stomach so it can't expand. So when you try to eat, you're like, oh, I'm too full. I can't eat anymore. And that forces you to stop eating. Yo, if someone's got a software problem, they need software assistance. I don't see this as being the path forward. And you know what? Young people are starting to wake up too. Take a look at this story from just about a week ago. North Carolina school faces fallout for letting drag queen straddle student. Where are the adults? And you know, I don't even know if I can show that on YouTube, but it infuriates me. So shout out to our good friend, Joe Rogan. He's a good dude. When he says, I don't understand why people are so mad that uh, Dylan Mulvaney was sponsored by Budweiser. This, this is why, dude, people are sick and tired of this. They don't like it. Apparently at this protest, they're handing out, uh, let's see if I can, they're handing out, uh, 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 Bibles. Let me do this. Let me let me actually just play the video for you, so you can hear what these kids actually had to say. And uh, let's just uh, let it go. As a drag queen danced on a stage for the pleasure of students today inside York Mills Collegiate Institute, a protest of that event organized by high school students took place outside of the school today. Now that protest of the drag show going on inside that school attracted a large number of students and, of course, a large police presence. The protest was organized by Save Canada, a nonprofit volunteer organization committed to opposing radical gender ideology in Canadian schools. Despite the special occasion, the International Day of Pink, which seems to be a new day created to highlight the victims of anti-LGBTQ bullying, these high school students just don't seem to be buying the radical gender ideology message being forced on them by the media, woke teachers, and woke curriculum. So let's jump forward here. Here we go. Anyone who is watching this, the issue is that anyone who is paying attention, who feels inside and that's that you are not the person. I think I don't think it's the government's business 
left 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 wing media's business at all as what children are doing with other children. Now children choose to identify. I think it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. So like as you can see, like there's so many people standing here right now opposed to like what what's happening here. I think I think like children in general should never be sexualized in like any any single way. And but that's not even the worst part. The worst part is they only allowed a select few people to attend the assembly that they chose fit to assemble it. And everyone else had to stay inside their classroom. They were locked inside their classroom. They were not allowed to roam the halls. They were not allowed to physically see the assembly. They were not allowed to protest about what's happening. That, that doesn't make sense to me, I think. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S.? With more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S., they have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. It doesn't make sense. They don't want you disrupting the event. That's why you weren't allowed in there, because they know where you stand on this. Uh, as you can see, it doesn't make sense to most people here who are rooting with me. Um, I have no hate towards the people, but I personally think like what's happening here is unjust. I think that there's some uh, some agenda behind this with the LGBTQ plus community. Now, I don't I don't mind LGBTQ at all but they're trying to um, indoctrinate children with their ideologies, and I'm not cool with that at all. Kids go to school to learn English, math, science, to socialize with friends, to visit. Um, gender identity stuff shouldn't be, shouldn't be taught in schools. After a counter- So these are, these are students saying this, all right? I think that's, well, I think I'm optimistic, huh? You know, because I was saying this the other day, I do not see how the far left wins in the long run. I can certainly see them burning things down, destroying things, and having a temper tantrum. But it's like I was saying in the previous segment, if there is an illness that is super disruptive on your body, then, you know, if the symptoms are so severe that people can see it, they avoid you. And eventually the illness struggles to persist. The left has done such an, a tremendous job of pissing people off destroying businesses, destroying industries, costing Anheuser-Busch 6.65 billion in market cap already, the damage is becoming palpable. And eventually people are going to be like, dude, I don't want to go anywhere near this. I do not want to get woke and go broke. And I'll tell you this right here. When young people are getting pissed off, take a look at this. When Anheuser-Busch says, we got to get rid of that frat, frat bro image because our brand is dying. Are you kidding me? The number one selling beer in the world is not dying. Your stock was up 10% before you pulled this. But check it out. These high school kids, in a few years, they're going to be entering your market and they don't like you and they don't like what you just did. So how? Does anything that they're doing make any sense? So I'll tell you this, man. Seeing this stuff, 
This is a white pill moment. I am fairly optimistic about where this goes in the future. Don't get me wrong. It will get dark. It may get very dark. But you know what? So what? These kids are standing up. We're going to win this one. We're going to push back. We're going to win the elections. We're going to get ballot harvesting, ballot chasing, all where legal. We're going to register new voters. And we're going to show videos to regular people and say, you don't want to be on the wrong side of history, do you? It's the biggest motivator of these leftists. You're on the wrong side of history. Actually, we're not. You are. And, uh, you know, when many of these regular people who don't pay attention start to realize what's true, they will flip in two seconds. Many of these liberals only feign support for these movements because they think it's the right side of history. But I'll tell you this, my friends, lobotomies weren't the right side of history, and this won't be either. I'll leave it there. Next segment is coming up at 6 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. It's a beautiful day today, my friends, for Cenk Uger of the Young Turks to come out as a moderate. The shift is happening. and The left is now attacking him. They've been attacking him and Anna Kasparian, saying that they're right wingers. They've always been right wingers. And Cenk Uger seems to finally be having enough. This all started when Anna Kasparian said, do not call me a woman, a birthing person. Let me let me rephrase that. She said, do not call me, comma, a woman, comma, a birthing person. She says that she's a woman, not a birthing person. Don't say that. Or a uterus haver or otherwise. The left then pounced, attacking the young Turks, saying you're transphobes and you're turfs and all that stuff. But I, I do want to add real quick too. I love the word turf. Because it basically just means like anti-trans, despite the fact that it actually means trans exclusionary radical feminist. I love it when they call conservatives TERFs. It's like, dude, that conservative woman is not a radical feminist by any stretch of the imagination. But here's what's happening. As the attacks pile on to Cenk Uger of the Young Turks, he is now starting to issue statements more and more in line with a moderate worldview. Recently, Cenk Uger of the Young Turks said that he believes in equality of opportunity, not outcome. Why? Because Bernie Sanders said the same thing, pushing back on the left. And now we have this exchange where he basically says the right will accept you if you disagree and the left will banish you. Someone actually said he'd vote for Trump. He says, no, I won't. But let's let's jump into the beginning, the early context, the early context, the first tweet from Cenk Uger. And I want to make sure I make one thing clear for all of you. If Cenk Uger comes out, the more he comes out in this way, in a reasonable fashion, the more I am willing to absolutely accept him and forgive him for any past light. I mean it. Absolutely. When you win, take your win. If Jen Uger did bad things and supported bad policies two years ago, okay, well, we'll criticize him for it. If he sees the light and he comes around and says, you know what? This is getting crazy. I'm not okay with it. I say, thank you. Good, sir. Welcome to the conversation. I said the same thing for Joey Salads, and I will say it now for Jenk Uger. Joey Salads, if you're not familiar, had this viral moment where he did something very deplorable. And then at first my reaction was, screw you. And then I realized, wait a minute. If a man is facing a fork in the road and the only opportunity is to go down the dark path, of course, that's the only path they'll go down. You must give them the path of righteousness as an option. Otherwise, they won't take it. I want Jenk Uger to use his platform to keep doing what he's doing, influence his followers to be reasonable and moderate. Here's what Jenk Uger said, which kicked off. Uh, this is from two days ago, kicked off the current statement where he's like, well, I wouldn't vote for Trump, but really. Jenk Uger tweeted, 
The problem with American politics is that the extremes are nuts. But the corporate media pretends the middle is pro-corporate, pro-corruption agenda. No, that's the corporate extremists that MSM supports with their ridiculous bias. So real moderates have nowhere to go. Whoa, real moderates. Jenk Uger, are you implying that you yourself are a moderate? Very interesting. Perhaps because the left has now gone so far left, they've even pushed out the leftist young Turks from the fray. Realignment politics responds with, Jenk is beginning to see the light. It's a gradual process, but patriots are in control. He's a good man, and I forgive him for his hateful comments about Israel. Jenk will be voting for Donald J. Trump in 2024. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that one, but Jenk uh, Yuga responds. He said, there's a 0% chance I would vote Trump. But look at how the right wing accepts people who agree with them 5%, whereas left wing tries to banish anyone who disagrees with them 0.05%. But that's not the real left. It's a bunch of posers pretending to represent the left. Yeah, Cenk Uger is, is right. I agree with him. A lot of people say, nope, that is the left. And in response to this, a lot of people are saying outright, no, that actually is the left. Well, yes, it's what the left currently is. But let me explain why I say Cenk Uger is right. There was a period where I was the left. Everything I believe right now, everything that I've stated over the past several years was the left. I've been pro-choice. I'm in favor of progressive taxes. Oh, heavens. And all my libertarian friends are like statist because we disagree on certain policy issues. Now, don't get me wrong. I think there should be less taxes, but uh, I understand the idea of a progressive tax and, and structures of power. And uh, I've always been fairly pro-choice. I've always been a traditional liberal in favor of liberal social justice policies, liberal ones, not the modern iteration of the left. And so I paid attention. I did not care for the grift and the left left me. Cenk Uger, I think, latched on and couldn't let go because the Young Turks is a major liberal brand. And all of a sudden he sees this shift. The cult starts taking over. What's a man to do? If he came out and said, look, y'all are crazy, he'd lose his entire business. Slowly but surely, there was no way out either way. And Cenk Uger has slowly come around because he has no choice. When Anna Kasparian said, do not call me a birthing person, they went for the Young Turks' throats. Good. And Cenk points it out. It's like that meme where there's a guy standing in between the left and the right. And he says, I don't know, both are kind of making good points. So the left shoves him and, he, and the right catches him. And they say, whoa, are you OK? And he goes, yeah, thanks. And then the leftist says, why are you siding with the right? Yo, Cenk Uger, he's welcome on Timcast IRL anytime. I've, I've wanted to get him on the show over and over again. Maybe now what will happen is one of two things. Let's say Cenk Uger's a grifter, and I've certainly called him as such. Yeah, it's probably the case. Now he's realizing there's no path forward. The left is a dead end. They are spiraling out of control and, and eventually will cease to exist. If he wants to move forward with any kind of success, with any kind of business, he needs to go where the people go. Well, I just did a segment about high schoolers protesting drag queen story hours. Uh-oh. Cenk Uger even previously implied that I was attracted to kids. Yeah, which is defamation. Uh, um, what do they call it? Defamation per se. Is that what it's called? Because it's outright ridiculous. Just because I said that, you know, groomers shouldn't target kids, he went for it. 
because he was very much in line with whatever his audience wanted him to say. The only problem is sooner or later, the left will turn on you no matter what, because there is no morality. There is no ideology there. It is just a moral corruption. Perhaps the issue is Jenk Uger squeezed as much as he could out of that movement, and now there's nothing left for him. Whatever. At any rate, I'll take a win. If Jenk Uger wants to come out and say, look what the right does, they support people. Okay. Keep talking like that, Jenk Uger. I appreciate it. I do. Let me show you what this is. Heterodox Academy says the Great Awakening. Musa al-Garbi explained for Compact Mag. And the Heterodox Academy blog appears to be a global phenomenon based on a new analysis of 98 million news and opinion articles from 124 media outlets across 36 countries. Take a look at this. This is mentions of racism, homophobia, transphobic, Islamophobic, etc., etc. Every country, almost every single country, sees a major spike in this rhetoric around the exact same time. And you know what happened around that same time? The rise of social media. Human beings latched onto algorithmic manipulation. They were sucked into it. And they just all started regurgitating the same psychotic garbage. But notice something. See the hockey stick in every country? That means if you are on this list, we'll put it this way. Let's, uh, let's say here's the, 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 the vertical metric. And you are in the middle. And uh, from the bottom is antisocial justice. And the top is social justice. If you're in the middle of this, and you see it rising, you're feeling good. You're like, look, people in the conversation is starting to come to where I'm at. But uh-oh, eventually the hockey stick passes you. You being a five on the social justice scale, now see the conversation heading to a 10. And you say, what are you guys talking about? Y'all are losing your minds. But it goes well beyond 10. It's going up to 100 to 1,000. That's what's happened. For someone like me, I'm sitting here saying like, yeah, social justice is a good thing. And I said it for, I used to say it all the time. And then the woke train passes me and they're all screaming more and more extreme things. And I'm like, you guys have gone crazy. The same thing now happening to Cenk Uger of the Young Turks. So you know what? Let the train go. Let them go as far as they can and drop off all the regular people who can return to having normal conversations to reject the lies and manipulations from the corporate press and the woke cult. And you know what that means? I'll put it this way. The chance that Cenk Uger of the Young Turks votes for Trump is not zero. Cenk is wrong. I'd put it actually around like 7%, meaning I'm not very confident he'd ever do it, but I would not be surprised that if in 2024 he announced he was begrudgingly voting for Trump. If he said something like, these people are losing their minds and we need Donald Trump at the very least to get rid of the corruption, I wouldn't be surprised. Now look, any sane, reasonable person understands that Donald Trump is not a psychotic, murderous supervillain. In fact, he represents an opportunity to purge the deep state, the bureaucratic state, whatever you want to call it, Schedule F. I'm willing to vote for that. Whatever else, whatever. Not going to vote for the deep state. So it's funny that Cenk Uger supported the establishment. Now he claims he's for Bernie, but Bernie supported the establishment too. Perhaps these so-called leftist populists will wake up to the fact that you may not like Donald Trump, but he is the only real opportunity in doing something about the corruption in this country. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up in just a few minutes. Stick around and I'll see you all shortly. This story's actually from just over a month ago, or actually just about one month ago. Eleanor Williams jailed for eight and a half years after rape and trafficking lies. 
22-year-old from Barrow posted photos on Facebook falsely claiming she'd been abused. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is crazy. Man, this takes me back to the old early days of intersectional feminism on YouTube and the false accusations trending all over the, all over the country. So this takes place in the UK. And I saw this story. I believe Andrew Tate posted it. I could be wrong. But there's something interesting here. You may be looking at a story of a woman who falsely accused men of trafficking and finally got some comeuppance. And many uh, men's rights activists or anti-feminists may be going like, wow, look at how times have changed. A woman lied about being raped and she got arrested for it. Here's the issue. I don't think the woman actually ever accused someone in a criminal sense. And so when I saw this, I said, wow, here, look at this. Why did Eleanor Williams frame innocent men for rape and trafficking? What has happened? Are you celebrating yet? I'm sorry. Maybe it's time you stop. Take a look at what the story actually is. A woman has been jailed for eight and a half years after being found guilty of lying about being raped and trafficked by an Asian grooming gang and making false rape claims against a series of other men. So I believe it may be actually criminal. I'm not sure she actually like went to the police, though, but let's, let's read. Eleanor Williams from Barrow in Furnace was convicted in January of nine counts of perverting the course of justice. OK, so I think that is the case. I was wrong. Sentencing her at Preston Crown Court on Tuesday, the judge, Mr. Justice Altham, said her allegations were complete fiction and criticized her for showing no significant signs of remorse. Her claims went viral during lockdown in May of 2020 when she posted photographs of herself on Facebook covered in shocking bruises with a black eye and partially severed finger. She said she had been beaten and made to attend sex parties by evil yet clever Asian men, mostly Pakistani business owners. And there it is. OK, well, it, it goes down the middle of the road. This is the story of a, of a woman who apparently lied about being raped and is now getting some comeuppance. But unfortunately, it seems the only reason they're actually going after her is because she accused Pakistani business owners. That is to say, many of the stories that we've actually seen over the past few years have been white men falsely accused, and they're immediately assumed to have been the villains. In this instance, a white woman accuses minority men, and she's immediately assumed to be the villain. So, uh, okay, I guess that's where we're going. This is how the system works, I guess. The allegations spread far beyond Cumbria and sparked a global solidarity campaign, Justice for Ellie, with more than 100,000 Facebook members. In its own line of merchandise featuring a purple elephant and prompted rallies over the UK amid allegations of a police cover-up. And guess what? I'm willing to bet it was conservatives who were rallying on her behalf. Cumbria police recorded 151 crimes linked to the case in 2020, including malicious communications and harassment, as well as criminal damage and public order offenses. Hate crimes tripled in Barrow that summer. In a letter to the judge on Tuesday, Williams maintained her innocence, but said she was sorry and devastated how her Facebook post affected Barrow. I understand that it's your job to believe the jury's verdict, and that's okay. I know I have made some mistakes. I'm sorry. I know it's no excuse, but I was young and confused, she wrote. I'm not saying I'm guilty, but I know I have done wrong on some of this, and I'm sorry. I'm devastated at the trouble that was caused in Barrow. If I knew the consequences would have come from this status, I never would have posted it. The judge said Williams held limited responsibility for the community tensions resulting from her Facebook post. Some community impact was foreseeable, he said. But he said the consequences of her lies for the criminal justice system were far reaching, adding there is a risk that genuine victims will be reluctant as a result of this to come forward. 
despite the focus on Asian groomers. By the time Williams made her Facebook post, she had she had been charged with multiple counts of perverting the course of justice. Wow. What? These include making false claims against three young white men, one of whom Oliver Gardner simply had the misfortune to ask her for a light in the street. Another, Jordan Trengrove, spent 73 days in prison on, on remand after she falsely accused him of raping and drugging her at knife point. <clears throat> so here's what I'm trying to say. Part of me felt like when I saw this story, the only reason they took action was because she had started accusing Asian men of being the groomers, right? And if you've ever seen stuff by like Tommy Robinson, it seems like often certain, certain groups are allowed to get away with these things. But ultimately, this is the story of a woman who is falsely accusing a bunch of people and probably does deserve to go to jail. They say Williams reserved her wildest accusations for a Barrow businessman, Mohammed Ramzan. Ah, you see, and that's where it maybe comes in. Known locally as Mo Rami, Ramzan, now 43, told Press and Crown Court he had only met Williams once briefly at a family party. Williams said he was, in fact, the head of an international grooming gang who first had sex with her age 12 or 13 and then trafficked her and dozens of other girls around Northwest England and abroad. Trengrove, Gardner, and Ramzan all said they tried to kill themselves as a result of being falsely accused. So it's good she's being charged. Trengrove and Ramzan were in court on Tuesday to see Williams sentenced. Outside court, jurors who had been invited to return for the hearing hugged the men and shook their hands. Man, that's got to be brutal for these guys. Williams thanked the judge after he pressed past sentence then waved goodbye to her sister, Lucy, and her mother. Allison Johnston, Lucy gave evidence for the prosecution after Williams claimed that she had been, been trafficked by Ramzan to Amsterdam and sold at a brothel to the highest bidder. In fact, the sisters had gone together to Amsterdam to celebrate Williams' 18th birthday. Williams had six mobile phones she used to create fake identities and manipulated the Snapchat accounts of real men she had met via the dating app Tinder or subscribers to her account on OnlyFans, the erotic photo sharing site, to make them look like they were Asian abusers. Police were also able to prove that one Snapchat account that purported to belong to Trengrove and which seemed to be goading her about the rapes had in fact been created using the Wi-Fi at the Williams family home on Walney Island in Barrow. Now, here's, here's what I want to add to this story. Here's what y'all need to understand. This woman was making fake social media posts to make herself a victim and accuse men who were innocent. All right. Imagine where we go with AI deepfake technology. There was a story the other day I saw where someone claimed they called this mother and they played an AI voice manipulative, an AI voice deepfake of the woman's child saying that she'd been kidnapped. Imagine what's going to happen now. Let me help you understand. It is already being used in court and there is nothing you can do about it. If someone makes a fake recording of your voice, the judge will accept it, period. That's it. Nothing you can do. How are you going to prove to a judge not a real recording? You go to court and the police, or let's say you're being sued, they say, here's an audio recording of the person admitting it. And they play a recording and it sounds just like you saying, you know what, man, here's what I did. And boy, did I enjoy it. And then you're going to be like, that's not a real recording. That's not me. And they're going to be like, listen. We all just heard you say it. And you'll say, it's, it's got to be a deep fake. And they'll say, prove it. And then what you'll do is you'll go find a forensics expert and they'll say, explain, here's why this is fake. The jury will look at the, at the waveform and be like, I have no idea what that means. 
then the prosecutor or the person suing you, the plaintiff, will then get their expert who will be like, actually, that's incorrect. Look at the waveforms. It's real. And there's nothing you can do about it. That's where we are. I want to stress that again. I can only say it this way. I know for a fact judges are already accepting deep fake evidence. Now, to be fair, you can easily just look at the case of Kyle Rittenhouse, where they tried introducing CGI images to accuse Kyle Rittenhouse. And the judge was like, I don't know, I guess, and allowed them to present computer generated images as evidence to to the jury and tell the jury it was a real photograph. That is horrifying and insane. And it's where we're going. I don't know if the legal system can catch up to this. We don't have the ability to detect deep fakes consistently and uniformly. There's clever tricks people can do. They can take a real recording of you, an actual recording, add one or two words. Then they can record the recording so no one will be able to tell. I'll put it this way. If someone take let's say you said something like, man, you know what I really enjoy? You know, it was really fun when I went out and rode a roller coaster. Someone like this woman takes that recording, changes it. So you said, you know what I really love? I really enjoyed it when I and then they insert words. Then they'll play that recording on a phone and record it with another phone. So it muddies the waveform, makes it harder to detect where the manipulation was. And that's it. Now, of course, you'll argue it's hearsay. They'll say the recording's not admissible, but it won't matter. They'll, they'll play it in the news. Everyone in the world will hear this fake statement from you, and there is nothing you can do about it. The only thing that can really be done, I suppose, is you make a counter deep fake where you take that audio, add more audio to it. So you're like, no, here's the real context. And then it changes it to be saying something like, and that's a quote from this person, not me. I never said that. This is where we're currently at. I got I got deep fears about where the justice system goes. But um, this lady was using phones and social media to make fake accounts to try and justify her false accusations. Well, how about that? I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then.